Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sonic Frontier spoiler cast and review from Gig Boots. I'm your host, Dan Video Games, and with me is Bob Rings um, nom, 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 from Gig Boots. Classic Sonic reference, by the way. And Chris Wolfhart. I'm being arrested for insider trading. Oh, no. Sorry, that was my impersonation of the creator of Sonic, Yuji Naka. It was so convincing, I was wondering how he got in the call. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about the new game, Sonic Frontiers. For people who haven't listened to one of our spoiler cast reviews before, the first thing we're going to do is say a couple sentences, sort of broadly and vaguely summarizing our feelings on the game, followed by some sort of sound that encapsulates that emotion. Then we'll go in talking about specific anecdotes, uh, things about it, comparisons, etc., shortcomings things that excels at and then at the end we'll do a detailed review followed by a score out of 10 letting you know the final truth of the worth of this video game we're gonna go ahead and start the initial roundup with bob bob sonic frontiers is all right it's okay it has a lot of baffling decisions i'm gonna give it a huh okay chris wolfhard sonic frontiers is neat Although it uh, is not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, it's great when the boat is at least pointed in the right direction. Yeah. I'm going to give it a ooh. I sure am glad so Sonic Team didn't say banana again for 16 years straight. It is nice that this is a slightly different idea, a very different idea, a fresh idea for a Sonic game and that alone can be so refreshing. It can feel so crisp on the tongue when they don't make another boost game. I'm going to have to give this a nice. So let's get into it. When you look at this game, everybody instantly goes Breath of the Wild. Yeah, sure, that's easy. Hire this man. Sure, yeah, that's easy. The thing that maybe is a little hidden before you start playing it is it is really Shadow of the Colossus. It is so directly that that it's kind of nutty. Uh, uh, talking around specific plot points in Shadow of the Colossus, but once you hit the Titans and you just beat one, it very instantly becomes, ah, uh, uh, all right, all right, that's what we're doing? Okay. I think the... <laughs> well, we just absorb some darkness here. Just a little bit. Just, a little, just get a little corrupted. I think the only thing more shocking as an integrated concept in this game is the Nier Automata hacking shmup stuff. Never in a million years would I have gone, you know what Sonic needs? Hacking video games. <laughs> right? What? It's kind of <laughs> better than Battletoads. <laughs> what a bar! <laughs> better than Battletoads. Uh, sir, your terminal. Uh, it's better than Battletoads. <laughs> oh, there's not a diaper in it, so I guess that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I genuinely really enjoyed so many different aspects of this game. I, I, you know, in Bob's intro thing, he said they made some baffling decisions. I think it's the opposite, Bob. Yeah. I think the thought that they didn't even realize there was a decision they were making is what <laughs> makes these baffling scenarios possible. You know, the part where, example, maxing out your character's speed and health stats take 35 minutes of unskippable cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got that from Ubisoft. <laughs> God, a Far Cry game where it's just like, you want one more? Okay. You want one more? Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. What a nightmare. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I genuinely think a lot of the things with this game that are baffling or maybe mishandled are less about they made a decision, a direct decision. They observed the situation and thought, this is the way we're going to do it. And more of, we made an open world game. And it's like, well, did you consider that the joy of an open world is exploring and thus you should reveal the map when people explore the open world? They went, went no. Nuh-uh. We made a way to <laughs> uncover the map. You need to do them all. It's very baffling. But I don't think that was a decision they made as much as they weren't aware of what they did. That's the impression I get, Bob. I don't know if their intent matters. They've made a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just the, the, the difference is you, you said they made baffling decisions. And I'm like, I don't think right. Like, I don't think that was what happened. A lot of this game to me doesn't feel like it is created with a with a cohesive whole thought. Right. You think it was just 12 different teams working on things and they all got stapled together and like, oh, that's how this works. That's weird. I, I'm going to be real. There's not enough different things in this game for me to think there was 12 teams maybe three right this isn't right, resident right. evil six here like come on <laughs> but yeah no it's more of like you know these this team's working on the cyberspace levels and then there's the open world systems and there are people working on the different systems in that but nobody's really how do i put this it feels like there's a producer on this game but no director <laughs> <laughs> It needs all these things and how we implement these things. Who knows? Yeah, uh, it's it's, it's yeah, very I guess strange. It could just have all been made on a checklist or a system. It's like you need Ubisoft towers, but we don't know what those are. Like we've never played a video game. <laughs> it's like so when you unlock the tower, should it give you like a general area around where you unlock it? No, it should probably fill in randomly an area somewhat close to where you are, but not exactly where you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's the perfect. Honestly, I think you could say that a lot of Sonic is style over substance. Mm -hmm. And this just feels like another reflection of that. It's like it's a weird glitch effect. It's pixels. Right. Uh, never mind the fact that makes it fucking bizarre to engage with as a map system. <laughs> yeah, there was even a point on the last island where I had uncovered all of the, the map reveal locations that I could see. But then they put one literally in the void that I could never see. So it was just this moment of... Oh, God, where is it? I guess it's in this part of this island where I don't see anything. So I just end up running around there and trying to find that. But overall, when it comes to the game, I want to I focus more specifically on the experience of playing the game instead of these baffling decisions around it. I really appreciate how different an idea this is for a Sonic game. I appreciate that they went for even if maybe the mobility here isn't the best tuned for, you know, like Breath of the Wild has very deliberate movement, mm -hmm. you know, the traversing up a hill, you take stamina to climb a cliff or whatever. Like all these things feel like, oh, it's a grand accomplishment that you were able to get here. 
that mobility doesn't feel like that in this, but it is really cool to just let you loose in this playground that is this giant open world with roaming fields and stuff. It is so completely different from any previously existing Sonic game. And that, for this franchise specifically, is the number one thing I wanted out of a game at this point because it really does feel like they said knock, knock, banana for 16 years straight. They're about, I can't remember. When did Unleash come out? 2007, I think. Yeah, it's got to be 08. It was, it was a fucking, it was 08. It was, it was late 08. So it's been 14 years since they tried. Yeah, it just feels like most games after that, they definitely pulled back on the scope. They didn't try as hard. And a lot of it is homogenous aside from possibly, you know, Lost World and um, Boom. But, you know, Boom's an absolute mistake from the ground up. Like, I wish there was even a single moment where I could have been like, oh, that seems like a good idea. But they're like, we're we're making a Wii U game using CryEngine. And so from frame, <laughs> from frame one, I'm just like, this is not going to go well. Yeah, I heard a lot of people oh, no. exciting about uh, The Black Knight, but I haven't played <laughs> enough of that to really know. If that isn't just more secret rings. And and also that that's another like four hour tiny thing. Right. It doesn't of have course. very much scope. Right. So, you know, even though it is a drastically better game than Secret Rings, it's also just tiny. I was talking, I think I may have brought this up on our weekly gaming news podcast, big thing to mention, but I'm not sure. I was talking about how if if Sega handled this stuff like like Square Enix did we could expect modern ports or remasters of a lot more stuff, but it's really just Sonic Colors so far. But I would really like to see Sonic and the Black Knight, you know, come over. I would like to see that in, on a normal controller. Mm -hmm. Unleashed is still in jail. You know, I mean, you can play it on the series on the Xbox, yeah. but it's, it's still in jail for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Heroes has never gotten out of jail. It's never been put on anything. Right. So it's just like, give it to me all. I, I want to have a complete picture. Give it, give everything to me. Right. No, they won't. Yeah. I think that would, that would be really I'd even good. eat Sonic 06. I'd be there day one. I'd give you $60, Sega. I'm stupid. Dude, they could say Sonic 06 only runs on the Series S, and I'd go out and buy one <laughs> just to play Sonic 06 on a modern system. Yeah, uh, it's here. Uh, it, it doesn't have three minutes of loading between scenes anymore. Wow. <laughs> Is this really the same game, then? Are you sure? I am a big booster of you shouldn't, like, you should always play a game in its original form before doing all these weird enhancements, mm -hmm. except loading and frame rate. Right, loading and, and frame resolution. rate. Except performance. <laughs> performance is the area where, in general, is the area where it's like, no, that's that's completely different. Mm -hmm. Speaking of performance, have you seen how this looks on the Switch? I, I don't know a single person who played Sonic Frontiers on the Switch, but good God. It is, no, I'm scared. It is, it is, it is pretty dire over there. It's, oh, yeah, you need to solve the mystery that you set up in the last spoiler cast. Dan, did you buy the PC version of this? Uh, no, I didn't, and I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, we did our stream on my file. And since I thought, and thank you, this is a great launching point for this talking point. I thought I wanted to 100% this game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to continue the PS4 version. So I bought it on sale for $40 the week it came out on a Friday early Black Friday sale. But I should have gotten it on PC. Absolutely should have done that. It would have run better in a higher resolution. And mods. 
But unfortunately, I got it on the PS5 and I found out I, I don't really like 100%ing this game. It wasn't a joy like I, uh, you know, have experienced with a lot of open world games. There's just something kind of, I don't know, rote, monotonous, unfun about doing every side story with uh, Sage. Where you just have to have these dialogues that are really, really short. and uh, Yeah, calling them side stories is such a big overstatement. But I know that's what the game does. That is yeah, what the game calls it. They're yeah. just, they're just, yeah. It's an extra dialogue. Mm-hmm. I like all those stuff, but I couldn't imagine like trying to get every one of the Skittles that are in the open world. Yeah, the hearts. Luckily, the hearts aren't necessary for uh, trophies. A platinum. But, yeah. But, yeah, I might go get the platinum, but so much stuff has come out. I already have most of the stuff for them. Yeah, it just beating this game. It was a really fun experience going through this game. Like the the bosses, a lot of them are busted, and there there are problems here and there, and baffling decisions made. But I enjoyed it the whole way through. It's only when I beat it and look at one hundred percenting it that I'm like, it's not really doing a lot for me. You know how many times I've gone on a rail system or a cool platforming thing in this giant open world that I thought was new, and it was like, oh, you already got the thing at it. The, the heart you're looking at on the map is something else. Yeah, they definitely... Th- that would be a thing that if they made... I mean, ideally, that a sequel to this would be very different in many ways, but mm-hmm. have say, maybe a similar structure. But in an ideal version of this game, when you get the heart, the fucking things that take you to the heart would despawn. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or at least some sort of indicator, because a lot of that stuff is also... This is how you get around this world, which isn't really a big issue in anything except the third island and on. Like, the first two islands, it feels like you can kind of navigate them without having to rely on these rail systems and stuff. I mean, when you when you unlock part of the map, it spawns rails, so that those wouldn't go away. But, like, the like all the things in Island 3 where it's like, you're 2D now. Which sometimes I would get <sighs> stuck on. I'm like, I'm trapped. There's no yeah. way to escape. Yeah, yeah that happened why could lot. Why couldn't you make a button? Why couldn't you make a button for me to disengage? Yeah, you need to have the 3D movement button. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I... I I want to say this as much as possible. Sonic Team should uh-huh. not be allowed to make 2D gameplay. It is a plague. <laughs> it is easily the worst part of this game. I do think the 2D gameplay is the worst part of this game. I don't even think it yeah, feels it, it is. especially bad in the open world, but the implementation of it where it just happens at random, there's no indicator that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You just get stuck in it. Makes it awful. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I love all the cyberspace levels. Except for the 2D ones. I thought the third island was cool, except for it's full of these, like, vacuums that just suck me into the 2D dimension. Right, it's so hard to tell where the 2D section will even take you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're trying to get to a certain end of the map, it's like, well, maybe it's through this, or maybe I'm wasting my time. (laughs) Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I, I, I could, on paper, be really interested to a sequel to this, but... I feel like you need to have a plot that has a lot more evolving with the characters and the world they inhabit as it goes along. You know, like compare the plot of this to say like a Sonic Adventure. Yeah, right? I, was, I would. I was going to say like their assignment for a sequel to this would be you have to set this in like a real area, like a, a city, like what Adventure One was. Hmm. Like we need something that makes it feel more like a cohesive location. Mm-hmm. There's a much like there's a much better sequel to this where it's like. It's a real place. There's like a couple towns. The characters aren't trapped in another dimension and can only talk to you. Yeah. 
That's the biggest nerf. <laughs> Maybe instead of having like eight or nine cyberspace levels that are just rehashes of Genesis stuff, which by the way is probably the worst part of them in my from my perspective. It's like they didn't even use all the stuff they had in generations, even though they're transparently using touched up generations assets. They are, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like they they didn't even give us the other they gave us the three classic ones, Green Hill Zone, Chemical Plant, and Sky Sanctuary, and then gave us I guess it's supposed to be Radical Highway from Sonic Adventure 2? Or it's supposed to be the highway level from Sonic Adventure 1. But they don't give us like the the level they picked for uh heroes. They don't give it like they don't give us anything else. And I'm like, why? These would be a lot more palatable if they had eight aesthetics instead of four. Exactly. And seeing like an adventure two level remade with other assets is just kind of depressing. Because, like, your mechanics don't feel as good as that game, and it now doesn't even look nice. It just looks generic. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that they did that with the aesthetics and restructuring these old levels. I, I honestly, maybe Sonic fans don't want to hear this, but I don't want recycled levels. I want new levels. No, I, 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 I obviously, I would also like new levels. My ideal would be there aren't cyberspace levels at all. How do you I, I feel like those are the worst part of this game. If they weren't in the game, it, the game would be better. I honestly, I like those a lot. I think the open world would need to be improved drastically for it to be fine without the cyberspace levels. I enjoy all the 3D ones. I don't enjoy the 2D ones. They should have used leaderboards for the time trial, so that way I could challenge friends to times. It should have a leaderboard at all, because they've shipped Sonic games that have leaderboards for that sort of thing. They have Lost World has them. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's insane that it doesn't have that. A lot of these, a lot of elements of this game seem very bizarre and not done, but not done, not incomplete in a way that seems broken, just half baked, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, they said that they're gonna up give free updates for a year. I'd be stunned if features like that were not one of the things that were in an update. It's like you have leaderboards now. We totally didn't want to ship this originally and didn't have to push it out the door before features like that were implemented. Here they are. <laughs> but I can definitely see a sequel to this where, first of all, it's it, it's insane that the cyberspace levels have different physics. Yeah, that's the part that makes me hate them. Like, they don't feel as good as the open world. But the sequel, they have the same physics. They're not cyberspace levels. They're actually, like, in the story, an actual place you're going to to do a level. Yeah, that was I was going to say that, too, of like, no, they need to be something in the game, not a random remade level. I would even be okay if it was like, if it was areas from old games, but now they look different and are a new thing and are obvious and exist in the world and not the budget dimension, which I think a lot of the budget dimension stuff in this is like, we have to ship on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully yeah, the, by the next Sonic game, that will no longer be a thing. <laughs> I mean, presumably a Switch 2 would be out by then. Right. No, we're doing the Game Boy thing. We're going to ride the Switch until 2028. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's ride that into the fucking core of the earth. Uh, yeah. I. Um, yeah, because if you think about Sonic Adventure, uh, like one, mm -hmm. you, you are in the open world and then you enter a thing that takes you to the level. Right, and then it helps a lot where the level is a level and not a cyberspace remake of an old level. Uh-huh, and it feels like it connected to anything at all. And the physics feel the same as the rest of the video game. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, there, there, there's a couple things in this level where it's like, go through this kind of big platforming area to get to a chunk of the map that you can't otherwise access. 
And in ideal sequel to this, that would just be the levels, mm-hmm. kinda. Yeah, instead of the level, that being like made out of generic structures that look like they're just made piecemeal, mm-hmm. that it actually is a stage. That, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be. There's a lot to improve. What's up? And then it, you know the game could have real fast travel instead of fast travel that unlocks in a mundane way, <laughs> an insane way rather. Mm-hmm. Clear the entire map, and you can fast travel to these locations. But, but Bob, that's only the second layer of fast travel. The first layer of fast travel, you need to fish up in Big's yeah, you fishing f- zone. Find Big the cat, and then hope that one of the uh, totem Pokemon. <laughs> Is available on the map that you can help with them. Well, you're skipping the important step of you need to have enough tokens and fish enough time to get the scrolls. At random. <laughs> yes, at random that you can then use to fast travel to the elders, which may or may not be revealed on the map because them being revealed on the map is more important than running into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baffling. I would simply turn the speed up in the options menu to max because it lets you mess with all these physics numbers for some reason Mm -hmm. yeah because they were it comes off to me as they weren't confident in how their open world game felt like they were like uh let's let's put that in their hands then it's their fault it doesn't feel right it it is weird but more and more games are letting you do stuff like this now i can't think of any games that let you custom tune the movement but i can think of some that let you tune the aiming that's the entire thing in the in the game though but like oh the like the new saints row game has like a million different options for like it's their difficulty options but it's like every single aspect of the game is adjustable hmm yeah i think the vast majority of video games kind of just nail how their game feels so that way people enjoy it and don't like leave like weird settings for the acceleration of movement versus speed by the way i i also maxed out that speed because of course why wouldn't you yeah after when i did my replay after the stream i just maxed all that out and it felt better honestly i was like this is how the game should have felt (laughs) yeah no it did feel good do you think it wasn't like we have to do it for journalists they don't like games that are fast and cool I don't know, but it's possible, I suppose. Right. Like, that that was honestly my immediately thought when I got into the cyberspace levels. It's like, why am I so fucking slow? Is it because most people don't actually like the boost games and rushing off the edge of a cliff because you're going so fast? Maybe you shouldn't keep trying to do boost games. Yeah, I don't know. And the weird thing is you don't only move slow, you turn slow. Like, you don't turn at a proper rate, even if you're completely soft, it doesn't feel right when you try and turn in midair. Yeah, it, this, it's like a weird hedged bets version of the boost physics. Or mm-hmm. it's like, well, we don't, we people like fans keep saying the boost games are good, so we don't want to just throw out that entirely and just have Sonic have one set of movements and it not really care that about going super fast through these levels it comes off as so strange because i feel like the open world movement just feels so much better than it does when you go into these like it it does it feels immeasurably better to the point i was convinced that your upgrades would affect it but they don't Mm -hmm. yeah yeah same yeah i think the the main problem with the open world movement is the the skill tree adding moves that interfere with movement for the sake of combat (laughs) Yeah, the, the the weird thing is they didn't have to. It's just they share identical button inputs, right? It's like it's, you want to dash after you hit the jump button. Oh, that's a move, actually. It's like, no, no, it shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not dashing after you jump. It's jumping again after you're in midair and hit the boost button. That's what makes you do the locked onto them uh, crazy side blade attack. 
it's very strange that those inputs almost seem deliberately set up as things you would do normally through traversal. The only one that doesn't, I feel, is the triangle attack, because you wouldn't naturally do that in the middle of a combo. Right, or the and holding. the circle attack. The holding attack button, like, that's fine. Yeah, it's only when you get to the later ones that are like, if you're holding R2 in midair and you hit jump, some of the time, it will do that attack. Or other things similar to that. Or like, and this is the number one one I had problems with. If you hit the homing attack button after you've boosted in midair, mm, yeah, countless times towards the end of the game after I'd unlocked that, instead of me boosting to get closer and then doing a homing attack to land this jump, this gap, I would just start doing my shooting a bunch of projectiles thing at the enemy I was trying to use a homing attack on to cross the gap. <laughs> so then you fall to your death. <laughs> uh-huh. Or just have to redo the entire thing over again. It wasn't great. One of the things in this game that I think is really, really hype, but I wish was more polished and nailed, is the bosses, because they're really awesome boss designs. Mm -hmm. It's really cool moments. It's amazing music. And then Sonic, Supersonic just clips through the head of the desert snake like seven times throughout a battle. It's just like... It's clearly not done. Right, right. That's right. what it feels and, like. And that's the thing. Once again, it's like... It's not done in a way that isn't completely broken because the game functions. Right. But it's clear, like, the polish isn't there. They didn't think around the problem. It's so weird that the game needed to ship now, I guess, is the thing I need to say. It's really janky, but honestly, those are so standard for supersonic segments in every <laughs> other Sonic game. <laughs> right, but Jeez. they're usually hidden behind doing a ton of things. Now it's, like, front and center three times. I mean, not not really, because there's... I mean, that's just the end of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, both of which are about as janky as this, and Heroes, and 06, and Unleashed, and then and then they and then they stop. Yeah. Years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's usually the final, final boss, not the final boss of a story or whatever, or a side. Right, so you have to do, like, everything else in the game to unlock it, and then... Well, not everything else. Like, Sonic Adventure 2 has emblems and shit. You don't need to do that. You do need to beat both sides of the story, and then you get the true ending. Yeah, right. It's usually just the final boss. Yeah, yeah, it's just the final, final boss. Yeah, I, I there's just a, a layer of polish that needed to be here, because this game, this, game, this game has more money than Sonic has had in a while, but still not enough. Right, like, every side story thing, the cutscenes just have, like, no money at all. It's, it's even more severe than horizon zero dawn where they're just a posing at each other and talking or in some cases not moving their mouth at all as it plays audio for sonic pl uh, talking i'm like this this is neat concept it, if there was just more money here like i understand this is probably a technical limitation right like because that would be a lot of cutscenes to make mm -hmm. like animate these characters for but it just feels like you this game was so primed to be the first Sonic game in a really long time to get like tens and stuff, right? Right, like a watershed moment for the series. Yeah, you could absolutely imagine this game being that. It would need like a year and a half more in development, maybe two years, and maybe cut some of the platforms it's shipping on. Yeah. For tech reasons. <laughs> yeah. I can't blame Sega for not totally committing because on paper, I also would be hesitant. And I think all of us were until anything started actually coming out because you just hear open world sonic where you fight guys and, and, and you start like tugging your collar 
Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I don't know. I feel like they, they're Sega. They should be willing to invest as much as they need to into their biggest like character. Like they could do a lot with them. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, yeah. But I know Sonic Team is mm. Sonic Team is Sonic Team, and they've gotten so little for the past fifteen years that this is they they did get more. They just didn't get enough more. Yeah, I I, I feel like I've spent an absurd amount of time over the last ten years specifically just being upset that it's like, do you realize Sonic the Hedgehog is one of the most recognizable characters on the planet? Like, there's no reason you shouldn't have a lot of money going into mainline Sonic games and spinoffs going at the same time. There's no world where that doesn't make you money. How are you not figuring this out? Like, it's frustrating. It's It sucks a lot that it's almost certain that what it took them for them to understand was the movie coming out. Yes. Yeah. It it totally sucks that they had to realize that, which is very funny because, you know, as Cybershell pointed out in his video, like, the, the super high-speed dash now just looks like the movie dash. <laughs> or it's just blue lightning coming off of the streak. Or just like that is that is really good. It's like the laser room scene in the Resident Evil live action shut, movie. No, <laughs> shut up. I, I I take it you'd never want to talk about the, the the Resident Evil movies ever again. I would I would like not to until I watch <laughs> Welcome to Raccoon City and have to be like, yeah, the old ones are better. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine something that doesn't give you a foodborne illness, but just tasted like crap. Uh, that's Yeah. But yeah, at least we have the movies there to let them know, right? It's like, hey, the, these movies aren't even like fucking Shakespeare, but like they they do numbers. People love them. Yeah, they get people in seats. Oh, yeah. They get the butts in the seats. All right. People care about Sonic. And they didn't give anybody a chance to buy a Sonic game for five years. I know, isn't yeah. that insane? Both movies came out in the gap, didn't they? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of lines in this that are just referencing other Sonic things. Yes. And and normally I'd roll my eyes at that a little bit, but I feel like it, they needed to be here this time because Sega has been so insane for those 15 years. Because if you poke around, you can find like the Sega mandates. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's important to let, like, the fans even know, no, we're allowed to acknowledge that Sonic exists in a setting now. We weren't allowed to do that for 15 years. Yeah, that's so crazy. Every game had to take place in a weird dimension. Yeah, yeah, it feels so bizarre. Because even though they were turning out games, it made it feel more constricted and small than ever mm-hmm. uh, just because of that like you don't like in the castlevania universe when castlevanias were alive and well pre-lords of shadow it was all connected in this big timeline and universe in a way that felt really great as a fan so yeah i do think it's important that this game does drop those references i think it's really helpful the the way this game carries itself is really helpful and feels healthy for sonic in general as anyone who's remotely paid attention over the long term like it feels good for sonic characters to very somberly deal with anything ever (laughs) like i i it sounds insane to phrase it like that but that's how it feels to me like it feels like he got trapped in the quip dimension and they couldn't they weren't ready to have a story that was more about exploring lore and interesting things like that if anything i would like to see it maybe get crazier in this regard on our weekly gaming podcast, the big thing to mention, we were talking about how Sega is too receptive to criticism from the worst parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They possibly could be. And that's really what it felt like after Unleashed, where it's like, 
people online say Sonic having a story is gay, so it just can't have one anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, it... The number one thing you need to understand about your fellow human beings is that they are terrible at identifying what they don't like about a thing. Right. Like so that's really hard to construct. Uh-huh. People are really bad at that. They just go, I, I hate this. And then they very, most of the time, almost always, they point at the incorrect part of the thing and go, that's why. And, you know, for a while there, it was Sonic has too many friends and it's dumb. It's like a cast of characters is dumb. That's the problem, not the writing. All right, sure. Yeah, it, it's really upsetting that that era where Sonic was just like the shittiest cartoon character in the world <laughs> was like bumped so heavily by those same people when those games were coming out. And then they immediately forgot as soon as those games came out, they just deleted them from their mind. And then we have to live with them. We have to live with that era where Sonic is a webcomic protagonist, always has his arms crossed like a rant Sona. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> yep. It's, it, this is a very minor thing, but there was a lot of crazy Sonic fans because there's also the, the weirdos who are like, what I like about Sonic is this weird arcane thing I can't articulate. Mm hmm. There was a lot of Sonic fans complaining that Sonic was going to be a quippy asshole in this game. And instead he's like, literally hero boy <laughs> what this is the most unambiguously hero sonic has been in in like 15 years yeah instead of acting like he's above everything he wants to solve a problem yeah yeah instead of being just an enormous asshole to everyone for no reason <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know why people would suspect this game of being the one where he's hyper quippy like you know open world games aren't even well i guess a lot of them do just shove in non-stop monologues right People just quipping at nothing. At least Sonic isn't screaming about his stash every 15 seconds. Egg Eggman's doing his podcast and Sonic just starts screaming and Tails goes, if you hate it so much, why do you listen to it? And then they're dead silent. The sequel absolutely <sighs> needs like the podcast in Spider-Man, but it's Eggman. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We need something like that. I mean, it would be really cool. I would like to see more characters doing a thing in the active plot. Right? Mm -hmm. Front and center. I don't like the fact that Robotnik or Eggman is just, like, sealed off into the parallel dimension and until late in the game when he can have any effect on the main plot. Yeah, and every character's like that. Right. Yeah. Ian Flynn writes the Sonic comic, and he and he, he's apparently being kept on for future game projects also, because he wrote this game. Mm -hmm. And the comic has the Eggman controls a big chunk of the world. There's a resistance like set up to it so yeah just just do a sequel to this where it's like no you're actually like freeing an area that Eggman controls and he will he will have broadcasts where he talks about Sonic like his podcast right and that would be really great I would love to see something set in that setting that that's the thing this feels like a really a really good framework for the beginnings of an absolutely amazing experience but there are just a number of things like that where it just feels like damn didn't quite. Yeah, it's, this isn't the one, but maybe that's on the horizon, which is more than we can say about Sonic for the last 15 years. Yeah, I mean, as I said before this came out, this was the most hopeful I've been for a Sonic game in a really long time. And I think that paid off here and it will continue to pay off going forward because it's like Sega made this that shows so many things I wouldn't have entertained before. Right. Mm -hmm. This was a great riding of the ship. Unfortunately, the ship was so fucking wronged. <laughs> that you can't write it in one game. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it.
I'm I'm glad the soundtrack is still really good. Like the open world stuff, very really somber, good. very low key. But when it comes to cyberspace levels, those are some of my that that music's amazing. I'm looking it up on whatever streaming service or way I can get that music just for that alone. And then there's the Titan battles. Like that's insane. The fucking Metal Gear Rising song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, so, it's so good. It is so perfect. I'm glad we've just finally leaned into it now. It's like, no, Supersonic is him going Super Saiyan. He's now a Dragon Ball character. Right. He can now fight the Avas. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love how many times it's like, yeah, we saw Evangelion. Yeah, we saw Shingonzilla too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it feels good. Was, was Evangelion for this year or last year? That was late, late last year. Yeah. When it came out for Americans, was it last year? Year. Okay, it was still last year. Do you think that uh do you think that when that movie came out, somebody's rushed through the office like we have to put the forearm David thing as the final boss? And they were like, it's too late. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> save that for the next game. <laughs> yes. Absolutely happened. D okay, I need to ask, uh, because I guess this needs to be said. Does anyone on this podcast think it's weird that the Chaos Emeralds come from space? Because I've been seeing people think that's weird, and I'm like, I don't I don't know. I'm fine with it, but I am the kind of person who grew up in the age of ancient aliens built the pyramids and thought that was really cool. Uh, you mean Stargate. You watched Stargate. I watched Stargate and I watched the History Channel, yes. <laughs> I think it's... I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. It's weird when you consider the Master Emerald, but then they also establish that, like, yeah, this other dimension that's like a totally different planet that blazes in has, has, its own, has the Soul Emeralds, I think is what they're called. Which is like their equivalent of it. So it's like, no, like Earth or whatever you want to call the planet in Sonic has the Master Emerald. And then this other planet has the Chaos Emeralds. And this planet had uh, the Soul Emeralds. And so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I could see it bothering someone if they were a crazy ex lore extremist. And I'm like, guys, Ian Flynn is a crazy lore extremist <laughs> and he wrote it. I, I think it's cool. It'll be okay. I'm trying to remember what the Emeralds in Sonic CD were called because they were called something else. Please tell me it's not time zone. There are time stones. Oh God, it probably is. Uh, it, 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 might, is time it stones. might be that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we already had the fucking Phantom Ruby in Mania and Forces. Where the fuck did that come from? So there being weird, hyper-powerful jewels is just a thing in the Sonic universe. Because turns out that's that's pretty cool. And we just, the Sonic universe is just a bucket for you to put cool things in. And it's okay. I like that they openly talk about him going supersonic and whether or not that will be strong enough. It's funny <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Though it's, it's, it's good. I like it. And then after doing it each time, he gets owned off screen <laughs> and loses all the emeralds immediately, which is, which ha what happens in Sonic three and knuckles. Yes. When he's Supersonic. And then knuckles just pounces. One of the funniest moments in this game to me is Knuckles flashing back to Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and it's the Genesis, <laughs> just the Genesis graphic? Yes. That was really good. It it uh, reminded me of the of the Yakuza, the HD Yakuza collections, where a character on a in, in a PS3 game will flat and originally they flashed back to the PS2. Mm -hmm. But in that collection, they replaced it with the equivalent scenes from Yakuza Kiwami, so they flashed back to the PS4. <laughs> So it's this weird thing of like PS3 guy flashes back to PS4, dies instantly from stroke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's really good. Like, what? <laughs> I remember when things looked so much better. Wait, what? <laughs> the timeline I, collapsing. Right. I always just think of the MGS4 thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always think of the Symphony of the Night thing. Where yeah. it's just like Belmont. Yeah, I know <laughs> what that looks like. <laughs> yes, that is also very good. It's weird how Sonic sounds in this game. It's weird how Sonic sounds in this game half of the time. Yeah, he does switch between normal Sonic voice and weirdly deeper Sonic voice, and I don't get it. I, I assume it was just it was just voice direction, because this game has much different voice direction in general from previous games. You know, where we're because in Lost World, he's he's way higher pitched than normal Sonic is even because it feels like they're like, go, go more jokey, go more jokey, go more jokey. And this it feels like they're like, go more like protagonist character in an anime. Yeah, his voice is really, really deep, though. Like it genuinely sounds like he's pitch shifted. It does. It's really strange. Yeah. And like I got so used to Sonic Boom him that that to me is like what I expect Sonic to sound like. Mm. So this pitched down version is very strange. <laughs> this game is so much seemingly focused on like, we're moving on, but we still have all those fucking Genesis levels. Maybe we shouldn't have had that. And then also had this entire game be about moving on, but it's about, <laughs> it's about we're moving on. We're, we're fucking moving the Sonic franchise forward out of this dead zone. It's been in for so long. So I assume they just said, sound older. It's really interesting that you're saying that it's like, yeah, that is what the game's about, but only now do I realize, wait, are they going to make a game where, where it's Amy? <laughs> We're going to get an Amy game? I mean, they said Tails hey, up to go off on, on his own, so maybe we'll get a Tails game. Oh my god. Bob, I can't dream that hard. They just ignored Tails getting his own game since Sky Patrol, <laughs> which wasn't even his fucking game. I follow some of the people who work on the IDW comic, and apparently it came down from on high recently that's like, you're allowed to use the Tales Sky Patrol characters again. Cool. Weird. Cool. Yeah, Sega had all kinds of rules like that. Um, I believe one of them was like a lot of good they did. Like what what who who in their right mind makes an insanely thick rule book about what you can reference and then it has no like a major successes in a franchise. It's not a proven formula. It's not working. Yeah, it's, it's like they set up for the MCU and then didn't do anything. Yes. <laughs> right. But instead they had the dark the dark universe. But my my understanding is that um the team behind Sonic Mania had to fucking fight to have that one of the hard-boiled heavies turn into uh Bean Bear and Bark or Bean Bang and Bark. No, Bean Bark and Fang. Yeah, Fang. Yeah. yeah. And they had to argue, well, it's not actually them. It's just copying them. So you so we're allowed to do it. Because they were barred from actually including those characters. Yeah, they we definitely needed some sort of big shakeup over a Sega because rules like that ruin things. And and it's insane and unnecessary. Like, don't restrict creators, right? Yeah. You're giving them the keys to your Sonic universe. They love it. Let them use it. It's so nutty. But yeah, if we could actually see this literally be the, like, this is what we're doing with the games going forward. That would be great. Like if we just we have mainline Sonics, but we have these other Sonic games about these other Sonic characters. That would be fantastic. I've been asking for that for at least a decade. Yeah, there's there, like there's so many options they could do set. They could do spinoff games. This could be a setup, a setup for like okay, in the next Sonic game, each character has a campaign like adventure, but they're all separate and don't meet up till the end. Yeah. Or or they could even be like all those other characters are off doing things and we're going to make spinoff games and the next Sonic game will have introduced the comic characters because they're referenced in this game, which I thought was insane. 
Sega usually would, I never thought Sega would ever let anybody cross the streams like that. Yeah, they even referenced sticks from Sonic Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one was weird. Yeah, that one actually is the one that took me back where I was like, well, <laughs> what do you, I'm, I'm taken aback by them being like, even sticks. Well, really? Shit. Considering sticks just looks exactly like a character from Skies of Arcadia, can you bring back fucking Skies of Arcadia now? <sighs> if only we could do that. Mmm. Yeah, it would be nice if Sega did a little bit more like Square Enix, you know, taking their old properties and rolling them out and remastering them and other stuff. Another Sonic Prime trailer came out, you know, the day we're recording this. And that's fucking everybody in it. Cool. I haven't watched it because I wanted to go in kind of blind. Not that it was that important, but that's awesome. It really seems like they're just like, no, people like these characters. We need to stop listening to people who already hate us. Yeah, that's a good, good step. <laughs> Like, maybe the fans we should listen to are the ones cranking out fan games almost as polished as Sonic Mania. Maybe we should be listening to uh, the person who made Super Cream 64. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but generally, if, if, if I feel like a, a game is a great open world game, I will just enjoy 100%ing it, right? Clearing out any of the... Um, sections of the districts maps islands whatever mm -hmm. and it feels good because it empowers you by you doing that and etc etc you got to see some content this is one of the few where i just got nothing out of it like it didn't feel great because a lot of what you're doing is the map reveal stuff and some of the map reveal stuff is like well you can only do these at nighttime. Yeah, that one, that's another, like, this had to have, this had, this is just unfinished. Like, it's just unfinished in the sense that it needed more time for these features. Or it's like, why isn't there a pastime feature anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. I think another big problem with the open world stuff is there's too many, like, stop for a moment. Like, every time you unlock the map, it goes to the map screen. It takes forever to pop, pop it in, and then you go back to the game. And it's like, that shouldn't take this long and that same thing happens if you talk to a character you have to see two animations of sonic like putting the hearts or whatever gems you need to get make that character talk and it's like i don't need yeah. to see this extra cutscene every time i do that or get a gem rolled or whatever thanks switch <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's also weird uh, this is very nitpicky but it's weird when you have to give sage the the memories in order to have the conversation with her and it's like it, is she trapped in cyberspace the other three were right it's just like, like well no this is a mechanic from the other stages it's here though yeah that's so weird to me yeah it's a it, it's also funny how there's all these little there's all there's all these animations but if you fast travel it's like you get jump scared yes. yeah no it's obvious they can do something way faster which would right. be way better mm -hmm. uh, and apparently that's instant even on switch so i don't know what the fuck they had to pull off to make that happen yeah, Bayonetta did something kind of like that, too. Not this, not as instant as, uh, as Sonic was, but right. they got it pretty good. Yeah, no, it's really good there. Like, they, they did a pretty good job in a usability angle with Bayonetta 3. It just doesn't run well. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a bit of a problem, obviously. I feel like there aren't enough biomes for the amount of islands we get. Like, the final island is, like, the same biome as Island 1. Yes. Yeah. I it, also agree with that. Yeah, I think that's true. I think there should be a lot more diversity. That, that they couldn't even just turn the sand in the second biome white and say it's snow. No. <laughs> yeah. That's like the easiest thing to cheat at. Mm -hmm. They need to take some advice from Blizzard in this one specific area and no other area and no other area and no other area. <laughs> <laughs> We're 
Blizzard's like, we need we need two biomes. Well, we have a desert. Let's make it white. And now it's snow. <laughs> Incredible. How did they get a level out this fast? Who knows? Maybe some of the content they'll make is an extra island that looks different at all. No. Because I do think it's a little sad that, like... um. You know, the, once again, this cribs a lot from Shadow of the Colossus, but it's sad that, like, Shadow of the Colossus, a PS2 game, had so much more biome diversity, mm-hmm. and that thing's made by a very small team. Like, it's nuts that we have whole islands that are pretty similar. You know, you you, you generally, everywhere looks like if you took Steam Gardens from Sonic, <laughs> or for Mario Odyssey and crossed it with Shadow of the Colossus's Stone Temples, the whole game's that. Except for the third island. Which is like Doom Mountain, <laughs> except for when it looks like the rest of them. Right, like every biome still diverges into looking like the first biome again. It's, at it's some just point. it's basically the uh, open world equivalent of carcinization, Bob. Like Return to Crab, but Return <laughs> to Shadow of the Colossus. All, on the long enough timeline, all these islands are just evolving back into stone temples covered in moss. I don't know what to tell you, and I know someone's gonna be like. Well, Dan, the game is about, and I'm like, I know what the game is about, but you need it to look, you need diversity. I think the Forest Island would have helped a lot, too, if it wasn't an island and was just those towers, like, really close together. Because <laughs> going between them was just, there sure is nothing here. Honestly, that didn't bug me. Like, the, the, the nothing being on that island was, like, it was fine. I don't know. Like, like I don't need to 100% that island, and that almost seemed nice uh i guess my main complaint here is after island two i feel like the game takes a dip oh it definitely does because the third island has the 2d dimensions that just (laughs) suck you into that wormhole right which is really unfortunate i like the third island in a in a number of different ways i feel like there are cooler ways to get between these tiny islands that are floating out there Mm mm-hmm you know, using the birds and other things like that. It has a bunch of neat ideas, but then it has so many of those zones that trap you in the 2D level dimension. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, I got to stress, in the grand scheme of things, this is so much better a game and so much more enjoyable in a lot of different ways than a lot of the Sonic games have been for a while. Yeah. Now, one of the things that disappoints me is now that I've beaten the game, I feel like that I do like I could see myself going back to any number of other Sonic games, but this one not as much. Cause the story has such low mobility, right? Not much yeah. happens in the story. Um and I think that's that's a real point against it. You know, when you look at older Sonic games like Sonic 06, Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. The story goes and moves in a way, lots of story events, lots of characters that, you know, it's a thing you would want to re-experience. I don't think the story in this is one that is really going to draw me back in to re-experience it again anytime soon. That's not to say I don't like the characters. I actually really do like Sage. I'm glad that someone at Sega, Ian Flynn, looked at like Americans are inventing Eggman having a child. And love it. <laughs> and love the hell out of this fake yeah, I, child. I'm, I, I'm so glad that the... And, and I, I, I I trust the plan. I trust Ian Flynn's vision. But I'm so <laughs> glad that, that we didn't get the Eggman tries to kill her because she doesn't want to kill Sonic plot twist. He's like, my kid wants to, so I guess I gotta. Yeah, that, that didn't even occur to me. But man, 
you could see that. Yeah. You could see that in a different game for sure. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I think we should team up with Sonic. And he's like, what? No, I can't believe this. And he pulls out a gun. It's really funny that the ultimate antagonist of this game, and, and this is, I am uh, about to say spoilers for Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> 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 is the same thing that they set up to be the villain of the third Horizon game, essentially, where it is an evil space AI. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, I also was having Except a Except I don't think you're going to turn Super Saiyan and fly an Ava into space to fight the moon. You know, Bob and I were maybe vaguely talking about exactly this on that stream, as we're just like, man, this sure is a cool thing like Horizon would have as We just don't want to spoil <laughs> not one, not two, but technically three Horizon games. I'm <laughs> just like, man, this, this, it would sure be cool if there was cooler stuff in Horizon games yeah that you did because i like a lot of the things in the plot of horizon forbidden west i just think what they do with it by the end is terrible <laughs> right yeah no that's true and it's a very funny coincidence yeah that does feel like a coincidence unlike a lot of stuff where no sonic stole this <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, like, like, like the, the near stuff is 100 because this game started development probably around mm -hmm near coming out yeah which i'm which is i feel like has been a lot of games this year that i've played probably yeah because uh, uh spark the electric gesture 3's developer also very obviously played near <laughs> i had no idea holy <laughs> crap so we're now getting to the point where people where it were far out enough from it for people to just steal from it i'm i'm actually scared i have not played spark the electric gesture 3 i'm doing it for game of the year I'm scared that I'm going to beat that and be like, man, I kind of just want them to do this. <laughs> I would definitely like Sonic in levels to control that way. Yeah. See, when I play Astral Chain, okay? Oh, oh no. And the plot is just Ava from one end of the game to the other, pretending it's coy and it has a twist I won't see coming the whole time. That's deeply frustrating. But when this game is just the the front cover might as well be Sonic Frontiers colon the game we saw other games and then made, right? It might as well just say on the front cover, this game lifts a lot of stuff. It doesn't frustrate me at all. Like, it's fine that it lifts so much of Breath of the Wild and Shadow of the Colossus and and Nier Automata and Nikaruga. Nikaruga. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Because it's its own thing. It's definitely not just trying to be that other thing. You know, when they lift Shadow of the Colossus, it executes completely differently. Unlike Lords of Shadow, where it executes like the worst version of that humanly possible. Right. And so this game being so transparent about what it's inspired by was perfectly fine. I don't know. Like, I don't pay attention to what people say online, especially not about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> yeah that's a smart take <laughs> yeah i don't know if people are like oh it's creatively bankrupt because it really isn't no like it's kind of straightforward about what it's inspired by and i enjoyed it the whole way like at no point was that an impediment to it right it's an impediment in an astral chain where you just from frame one go oh god please <laughs> have your own idea you're going to make me want to care about this story and it's going to be really upsetting when you didn't have your own idea <laughs> You know what they didn't execute in a way that was okay at all? Okay, what? Pinball. 
Yeah, the pinball's terrible, yeah. but I'm so numb to that. <laughs> I, I was only able to get through that by uh, figuring out cheese. Yeah, I... Which, uh, the cheese, if you're listening to this, you're like, fuck that fucking pinball, how do I fucking own it? The red rings that increase your multiplier spawn on a timer, so what I did was I would just hold the ball on the flipper until a new red ring spawned. Oh, that's Every hilarious. single time, until I, until I got up to the 256 multiplier or whatever insane number it goes up to. Yeah, having beaten it twice now, because I did two playthroughs, I don't even feel like it's absolutely too hard. I think it's just so poorly made, it should be not... It shouldn't be in the game. Like, your flippers can go shoot the ball. It is, that's true. Your ball gets stuck on things that aren't there. Like, it literally will stop mid-air and be like, I'm going the other direction now. Yeah, I... I as I said, I'm pretty numb to 3D Sonic games having absolutely terrible uh, pinball. It, it's just another notch in that Sonic Team cannot make 2D games. Do not let them make anything 2D perspective-wise. Don't do it. Right. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's not impo- It's not impossible to imagine making a good 3D pinball game. It's done been done countless times. Right. But but this is good enough, I think they think. I honestly wonder if there's some fucked up horror show with their hedgehog engine related to 2D gameplay. I mean, there's definitely something going on there that's fucky about physics. Or collision, maybe? Maybe that's the problem? Because it's bad about everything. Like, they should... I know that we end up saying this about every single game almost that uses a proprietary engine, but they should just switch to Unreal. I mean, in the case of in the case of this game, yes, like I can't imagine Unreal Engine Four making a worse one, except for on the Switch, maybe. Yeah, like the Hedgehog engine is just blatantly not good. I don't know anything it could possibly excel at more than unreal engine 4 aside from getting them 30 percent more money or whatever they would have to pay epic right as a licensing cost uh, yeah it's yeah you have to imagine that engine's just really crusty and old and broken in a lot of ways yeah i think I, they've been using it since unleashed i think well this is he- and even if this is hedgehog engine 2 yeah i like that they didn't try to make a bad devil may cry with the combat and just kind of made platforming type combat where the enemies mostly get defeated by you doing shit Sonic could already do. I kind of wish like grind rails. Yeah. Like I like the idea of making the side loops. I like various ideas around combat, but I think actually playing the combat feels weird at a certain point when you're like doing these special moves. Like, I wish there was a stronger feeling core. Like, you know, I don't need an overly developed one. Like, God knows I didn't sit here and say, Sonic Frontiers better have seven special moves. (laughs) Right. In no world did I think that. But I kind of just, I don't know. I don't know. Making making Sonic combat good sure is a hard thing to imagine. This game doesn't have a spin dash. I feel like that's strange to me and only me, possibly. That is strange. Okay, so not only that me. Is, that is really weird. There's no spin I dash. Think every other Sonic game has one. There's no spin dash, but there's a drop dash. How weird. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. But yeah, yeah. I, I do appreciate that the combat isn't werehog combat. I appreciate that it's not overly involved to that extent. Especially once you max out your strength. Speaking of which, one of the more annoying trophies is that you need to trigger the Phantom Rush mode, which is a cool idea, a certain number of times, which becomes impossible on basic enemies if you max out your strength, and there's no way to reverse that. 
I never thought being strong would punish me. Right. And here I lay. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to do it for our Sonic Frontier spoiler cast and review. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're now going to do our more extended summaries of exactly how we feel about the various aspects of the game and giving it a score of uh, 1 to 10. We're going to go ahead and start with Bob. Yeah, as I said at the front of this, I'm super mixed on it. I think it's the best Sonic game we've had in, like, since Adventure 2 for 3D Sonic. But that's not super great. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 7. I enjoyed my time with it. They're just absolutely problems. Okay, uh, Chris? Uh, I'm with Bob. In fact, I was literally going to say this is the best Son 3D Sonic game since Sonic Adventure 2. I am also also going to give it a 7. Uh, if, if you want added context, I would give uh, Sonic Forces a 3 and Sonic Lost World a 2. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Every time we have a conversation about Lost World, they're like, did you know it cost 9-11? It's like, I can never imagine the unspeakable evils you implier in the game. And, and Sonic Unleashed, I'd probably give like a 6. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I hate... Okay, this came up during our death stream of the game, which allegedly was not going to be a death stream, but then we did beat it in just like 18 hours. I disliked the gap in time between Devil May Cry 3 and Devil May Cry 5, where I just had to go, through the best. Because I hate pointing at something that old mm -hmm. and being like, that's where it peaked. Because a lot of people assume it's nostalgia, and it never is with me. I never have that moment of, this is the game that came out when I was happy. Because check out this life hack. I was never happy. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but so... I have been saying this is the best Sonic game since Sonic Adventure 2, and that I hate how that probably sounds to a lot of people, but it, you know, we've been over so many times. They really just haven't tried all that hard in the last 14 years. That they got told trying hard was cringe. <laughs> yeah, they did. I, I keep saying that joke, but that's basically literally what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Well, I mean, they had one crowd selling, telling them trying hardest cringe, and they had another crowd, which, honestly, I get it, so in love with Sonic the Hedgehog that whatever is in those games and whatever they do has to be good enough because those are the games that Sonic the Hedgehog is in. Like, I get it. Yeah, there's so, definitely a part of the audience that will eat the slop. They'll just take anything off the floor. It has Sonic. So between these two crowds, yeah, they had the worst feedback imaginable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely love Sonic the Hedgehog. I want to see it do better. And this seems like it is headed in the right direction. I love a lot of things about this game. This game has so many baffling decisions. So many things about it. Like, hey, do you want to upgrade this? You have an amount enough to upgrade this. Okay, how much is that? Don't worry about it. Do you want to upgrade this or that? Okay, here's here's like 40 seconds of animations. <laughs> and the number goes up one out of 198. It's just there's so many things like that in this game. I have no idea how many Skittles it takes. Not the um, Kokori equivalent nor just the seeds for, of strength and defense. I don't know how many of those it fucking takes to upgrade. Yeah, no. Nothing ever told me. I, I, est I estimate, I'm like, I guess this many, so I'll just mash the button in the fishing mini game until I think I have enough. Right, and because of that behavior, I have over 100 <laughs> extra blue seeds. <laughs> it's just like, why did they let me buy this many? It now does literally nothing. It's such a bizarre <laughs> thing, and there's so many things like that. 
but there are some really hype and amazing moments fighting the titans all the time put a smile on my face there's so much cool stuff in this i'm so optimistic for the future of sonic but i'm completely there with you guys this is definitely a 7 out of 10 but it's a 7 out of 10 for the first time in all of the history of this podcast network that has left me with optimism <laughs> because <laughs> i can't think of a single other time where i'm like this game's a seven out of ten i'm so excited for next time because yeah this game this game there is so many cool things in it and it shows so many things you know it shows that sega cares they they brought me flowers <laughs> you know they stopped just texting me pictures of flowers and go yo check this out <laughs> yeah thanks babe and I just, I'm really excited for the next time out. The future of Sonic's looking brighter than ever. And, oh man, Lost World must be terrible. Because that's the one I haven't played most of. But I really do think this is the best Sonic has been since Sonic Adventure 2. And seeing as how they're keeping on Ian Flynn, I'm really excited. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Sonic Frontier spoiler cast. I certainly enjoyed playing the game. If you would like more things like this, we have plenty of other spoiler cast reviews. And of course, you can support us over on patreon.com slash GB podcasts, where you can fund me buying this game for $20 lower than the MSRP three days after it came out because shit's weird.